This episode is brought to you by the free workshop I wait around all year for. That's right, Stu McLaren's free membership workshop is now open for registration. Head to the show notes to save your spot for the free three-day workshop all about launching or growing a membership business. Whether it's for your indoor playground or whether you want to teach watercolor painting or kids play ideas. It all begins April 20th, so be sure to register so you get reminded to attend right alongside me. And if you've never heard of Stu McLaren, that's okay. I didn't either until a few years ago. But when I introduce people to his content now, I typically refer to him as the Taylor Swift of membership sites, and that's a big deal for me. He's the one person whose content I can truly never get enough of, and that's why I'm partnering with him again for a third time this year to bring his free workshop and incredible energy to you. Just four years ago, someone generously shared his yearly free workshop with me, just like I'm doing for you right now, and I'm so eternally grateful for that. Because four years ago, I was barely making money online, and now I'm bringing in thousands of dollars a month from my memberships, all while working part-time as a stay-at-home mom. And it's all a direct result of Stu coming into my life and showing me the way. So head to the show notes and save your seat. The 2023 workshop begins April 20th, and you will certainly see me there as well. And while you're in the show notes, join my free pop-up Facebook group I created to help answer your membership questions and share additional insight because his group is huge, like 70,000 people huge, and it's easy to get lost in there. So save your seat for the workshop and join my free Facebook group that is only open for one month out of the year where I will be hanging out, going live, answering questions, and having a little post-workshop party all month long. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So on Monday's episode, we talked about inclusion and how to utilize visual signs and schedules in our spaces to better facilitate communication for children of all ages and abilities and reduce tantrums and frustrations. And as I mentioned in that episode, I do have an entire five-part episode series that honestly, I'm really, really proud of that is all about better accommodating autistic kids and adults in our spaces. So I'm going to link that in the show notes in case you haven't caught up on it yet. But in today's episode, I wanted to share some tips for helping your party parents or people hosting parties at your facility to accommodate their guests, especially if any of them are on the autism spectrum or have any sort of disability or are neurodivergent in any way. So we recently had my son's sixth birthday party at a play facility, and even though we did our best to ensure it would be an inclusive and enjoyable experience, not one kid showed up to his party from his class. Now, Silas does go to a school specifically for autistic students, and I truly believe that not one child showed up because I didn't do as good of a job as I could have when it came to communicating the party process and the ways that we ensured the experience would be inclusive. 
I can't even tell you how many birthday parties we've gotten invited to, especially when my son was really early in his diagnosis. And I just immediately started sweating because before Silas moved to a school that was specifically for autistic students, he was in a mainstream preschool. And I never knew what to expect. I never knew if, you know, Silas would be kind of a hassle at the party or if a tantrum would completely disrupt the experience. And these are the things that you really struggle with, especially again, when you're just as a parent getting used to advocating for your child and standing up for them and insisting that, you know what, they're allowed to exist as they are in any space. And You know, that's just something that I really had to learn as I went. And now that he's six, I feel so much more confident in asking the right questions and reaching out to the parents and reaching out to the venue if necessary. But again, not all of the parents that you accommodate or who have booked parties, not all of them are going to have that firsthand experience with disabilities and specifically with autism. So I'm here to help you learn from my experience and help you give your hosts the tools that they need to make sure their children gets to have the party of their dreams alongside all of their peers. And as I mentioned before, while these tips and precautions are especially helpful if your hosts have children or guests on the autism spectrum, again, these tips can be helpful for all kiddos, regardless of ability, especially toddlers and preschoolers who are still getting used to routines and procedures and rules and all that good stuff. Now, again, I'm going to assume that you've already listened to my five-part series. And again, I did link it in the show notes. And my most recent episode, episode 190, which I will also link. And I'm just going to assume, just for simplicity's sake, that you've already implemented all of those tips and strategies to create a more inclusive space and train your staff and all that stuff. Today, I just wanted to give you one extra tip. And to me, this is the most helpful thing when my son does get invited to a birthday party or when I'm preparing to visit somewhere new. And the theme of this episode is that it all comes down to communication. So even if you weren't able to implement every tip I gave in my past episodes, As long as you can effectively communicate the critical information that parents of kids of all abilities, but especially parents with kids with disabilities, the critical information they need to know about your space before they arrive, you will greatly increase the chances that all of your guests will have an absolutely amazing time, which will lead to positive reviews and positive word of mouth and rebookings and more and more clients. So in my autism series, I talked about why you should have a video um, walking a potential host and or guest through the entire party experience. So for example, what the check-in process looks like, where the shoes go, if the kids need to wash their hands and where, and honestly, I would even include if there's an automatic hand dryer or if you use wipes or paper towels. And I recommend describing what activity will be first. So for us, we kept a consistent party schedule and we always started with open play. You should include if there will be any special activities, if there could be the possibility of entertainment and how to reach out to the host for more information about that or the facility. When the play area closes and how it's closed. So when it's announced, what time, all that good stuff. 
when cake is served, when and if presents are open, where party kiddos can and can't go, everything like that. The time it will take to put together this short video will be worth it when it comes to your reviews and again, positive word of mouth, I promise. And it can be the perfect opportunity to showcase how beautiful and organized your parties are to the masses. So this video can be used for customer service, yes, but it can also be used in marketing and advertising materials. So when we were getting ready to take our son to Disney, we literally watched hours and hours of YouTube videos, and it really helped my son wrap his head around what he'd be experiencing so that it wasn't too overwhelming for him in the moment. We watched all the rides and we noted which ones were triggering or scary for him. We showed him our hotel and where we'd be staying. And we even showed him walkthrough videos of the park check-in process and the magic band scanning method. And you know what? We had an amazing time and almost zero issues. And this kid does not typically do well with new surroundings or routines or the unknown. And especially when it comes to like crowds and heat and noise, all things that are pretty much Disney constants. So while this is just an anecdotal example, it really solidified to me how important this type of content is to ensure a positive experience for families with children that are neurodivergent or have anxiety or any other challenges. So above and beyond this video, the best thing I can recommend is creating a very thorough and a very intentional guest frequently asked question page on your site. And you can link to that frequently asked question page on the invitations that you hand out or give it to your hosts so that they can put it on their custom invites right along with your waiver link and any other relevant party information. So again, I'm not saying that you have to include answers to all of the questions that I rattled off on your invitation because that's just not realistic. But Having this place where parents can go to kind of get that catch-all information where they can get anything they need to know as a guest can be so helpful, not just for your staff who's going to be fielding a ton of calls and questions, but again, also for the hosts because they can feel extremely confident reaching out to any parents and answering questions so that again, they can ensure their child has the best possible party alongside all of their peers. And this will go above and beyond your party frequently asked question page that we crafted in episode 16 of this podcast. This is guest specific. So you likely have a frequently asked question page for people who are looking to potentially book. So your potential party hosts. But again, just to reiterate, this is for any guests attending a party. And I truly think that if I was able to provide a printed frequently asked question sheet, in my son's invites or a link to this information in our invites, I really believe that it would have completely changed his birthday experience because it would have empowered his peers' parents with the confidence they needed to bring their kiddo to a new and unknown space. So here's a list of some questions and answers and general information that I'd include on this page along with that video I mentioned. Since, as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I think using a multimedia approach to convey information is the best way to help your guests and hosts absorb it. And by the way, before we get to this list of questions, I just want to say that a lot of people have kind of come to me after I recommended 
creating this type of walkthrough video so that your guests can know what to expect, not only for birthday parties, but also for open play events, classes, all that good stuff. I want to just mention that this doesn't have to be like a professionally recorded video. What I do when I record a vlog for my YouTube channel, and I will link an example to exactly what I'm talking about in the show notes, but I don't care about the noise. I don't care about anything like that. I literally just walk around the facility taking videos of various aspects with my iPhone. And I really don't put too much thought into the quality because I know that, you know, even if you might use this for advertising or marketing, it doesn't need to be perfect, right? You just want to be able to give your guests that critical knowledge that they need and also showcase your beautiful space. And with the technology that, you know, iPhones and most cell phones have now, the video is going to be really high quality. So what I do is, again, I ignore any background noise because it doesn't really matter. And I walk around the facility with my iPhone. So I would show the bathrooms. I'd show the check-in desk. I'd show what the party table looks like. I'd show an example of what the food table is, what a visual schedule we use for the party's event. So For example, we used a chalkboard and for every single party, right when guests came in, they would be able to see, okay, we play for 30 minutes and then we wash hands and then we eat pizza and then we play a little bit more. And then at this time, the play area closes at which time we do cake and happy birthday. Because I know some of these things, especially like happy birthday or presents, those particular activities can be really daunting for parents of either just, you know, toddlers kind of struggling with rules and what they can and cannot have and where they can and cannot go and boundaries, but also parents who have autistic children who might not understand that, you know, the play area is closing or that these shiny wrap presents aren't for them. So a lot of times these particular activities, again, can be triggering. So allowing parents to kind of plan in advance and maybe duck out a little bit early, I'd much rather have my son's friends attend his birthday party for the open play portion. And I'm never going to be offended if they leave because that parent is anticipating a tantrum, right? I'd rather give them all the information and tools ahead of time so that they can have time to process, think in advance, and again, maybe make adjustments to their schedule or how long they were planning to stay. So what I'll do is, again, I'll walk around the facility with my iPhone And then I just use a free editing tool like iMovie, for example. That's what I use. I'll put all of the clips together and then I'll just do a voiceover when it's quiet. So a lot of indoor playground owners have said, Michelle, I really want to implement this, but my facility is never quiet. I just haven't been able to get a really good video or there's no one to film for me. But I promise you, don't let that get in your way of actually implementing this and giving this tool to your staff and your guests. Again, you can just walk around with your cell phone and then do a voiceover in iMovie, and I promise you it's going to get the job done. All right, so excuse me, here is a list of general information and questions that I would recommend answering on this page and in this video. And if you'd like to add anything, please message me on Instagram. This is just a starting point and it's meant to get your wheels turning. But again, here are some of the things that I like to know prior to visiting a facility or attending a birthday party. Number one, will the party be private or will it be open to the public? What are the busiest times for this facility if it is open to the public? What will the schedule of events be for the party? 
Where can the rules and policies of the facility be found? What if my child can't remove their shoes? Are there any other options like shoe covers for kids that maybe don't want to remove their shoes or kids that have some medical reason for not being able to remove their shoes like orthotics? What if my children uses crutches or a wheelchair? Do you have cleaning wipes or policies for the off or for the shoes off areas? Do I drop my child off or am I allowed to stay? And can I navigate the play area alongside my child or are parents going to be in a different section? Are the activities going to be regimented and structured or is it more freestyle and self-paced and open play style? Are there snacks or retail items available for purchase during the party? And are these easily accessible? And are there any allergy-friendly options? Is outside food and drink allowed? How do you accommodate food allergies? Is there food allowed in the play area? Is there drink allowed in the play area? Do you require guests to sanitize or wash hands prior to entering that play area? Are the lights turned off for happy birthday? And are there candles used? Will presents be opened on site? What time will the play area close, if at all? What if we need to go outside to our car or to regulate a little bit and then come back? Is that allowed? How does the facility accommodate other disabilities like wheelchairs? Are there ADA accessible bathrooms or are there stairs? What types of play equipment do you have for children with wheelchairs or crutches or orthotics? Is the indoor playground sensory-friendly? And if so, are there any designated quiet areas or sensory-friendly spaces available? Are there any particular activities that are especially beneficial for children with autism? Can my child bring their own toys or fidgets to the indoor playground? Are there any specific rules or guidelines that I should be aware of when visiting with my autistic child or child with any disability? Are the staff members trained to work with children with autism and other neurodevelopmental disorders? Are there any activities for children, again, with other physical disabilities to partake in? So I think I put that one in twice, but it is super important. So again, sorry about that, but it is extra important. Will there be any loud music or sudden noises during the party, like a balloon drop or pop or something like that? Will there be any opportunities for my child to take a break if they they become overwhelmed or overstimulated? And then, of course, you want to include other information for breastfeeding moms, parents with infants, parents with siblings, if there's any refrigeration available for breast milk or anything like that. So again, those are just some examples of some questions that special needs parents may have ahead of a party. So Use this as a starting point and let me know. Message me on Instagram if you have anything to add because I love doing follow-up episodes and sharing your thoughts. And just to kind of wrap this one up, I saw on TikTok recently that there was a really great viral video and it was basically a skit. So it was a mom of an autistic child, but essentially she was pretending to be the host of a party, pretending to call her and ask about accommodations that she might need for her child. And basically stating, you know, we put all of this thought and intention into making sure that your child will be accepted and can come as they are. And that there, again, are accommodations being made specifically because that parent knew there was an autistic child on the guest list. And I thought it was really great. And she hit so many amazing points. Like, for example, you know, oh, we know that so-and-so doesn't really like crowds. So we made sure to book a private party rental or, you know, if 
happy birthday triggers him, let us know. We're doing it at exactly this time. So if you need to step away, there is a sensory corner or a sensory room or something like that. And again, it was a really great video. But in my experience, while I do appreciate getting these calls as a special needs parent, I kind of know, you know, before I ever receive that call, by the t- from the time I get an invitation, right, I know exactly what I want to see at a party. I know exactly what to look for and exactly where my child might struggle or experience difficulties because autism and all neurodiversities and disabilities, they present differently in different children, right? Where one child might struggle, like for example, with noises and flashing lights, other children might thrive. Like my son, he is a sensory seeker to his core. He loves all of the bright lights and he loves you know, disco balls and loud music and things like that. But that's certainly not true of most autistic children, honestly. And there are peers in his exact class that are completely opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to how their autism presents. So keeping this in mind, while I totally believe these calls and, you know, having the host reach out to party parents individually is very well-intentioned, I feel like it's just easier on all involved to allow this information to be self-serve and accessible at any time, whether the host decides to be proactive or not, because sometimes you might be sending invitations into your child's class and you have no idea what kind of abilities or disabilities the children that you are inviting have. So Again, I would have the information be self-serve and put a link on the invitations, and that gives you a lot of wiggle room to add to it and tweak it and improve as you go along. And again, provide as much communication as possible prior to people that are signing up through waivers to the party host and really empowering them with all the tools they need to, again, really make their guests feel confident that they can bring their children even if they've struggled at parties in the past. And again, communication is always one of the key aspects to inclusion for your indoor playground. So your play of the day today is to ask yourself three things. Number one, what am I doing to help party hosts communicate party information and specifics with their guests, right? Am I putting this information on the invite? Am I giving them an email armed with information to share with their guests? Again, what am I doing to help hosts communicate? And then number two, if a party host has any autistic kids or kids with differing abilities on their guest list, am I making it easy for the hosts to ensure that these children feel accepted and included? Because again, inclusion goes way beyond autism, even though it is Autism Awareness Month, and that's kind of what we're talking about in this series of episodes. But again, this also includes physical and other disabilities as well. And then finally, number three, how many different mediums can I present this information in to ensure that it's accessible for all parents and guests, regardless of ability? So again, text, video, make sure that you're using a multimedia approach and just give yourself one to-do item this week to ensure that you are helping your host feel confident that they can ensure all friends are included and accepted at their event. Whether it's creating a simple PDF to attach to their booking confirmation email, a video, or a frequently asked question page, there are so many different ways that you can implement the strategies in this episode. And while I believe that all three should be executed and implemented at some point, so 
a PDF, a video, and an FAQ page for party guests, I want you to challenge yourself to make one immediate improvement in how you really exude inclusion with your parties. All right. Have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Friday. And we're going to be switching gears a little bit, talking about one of my absolute favorite topics, email marketing. And we're going to be talking about how you can keep working smarter and not harder. So if that's something you've been struggling with, be sure to tune into Friday's episode. And as always, if you found this episode or any episode helpful, the best way that you can show support is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate it so much. All right. Have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Friday.